Good evening, everyone. Welcome back, and thank you for joining us for the seventh episode of the Dating Chronicles podcast. Um, thank you to everyone who has been following along on the journey each week. And just a reminder, the podcast is available on Spotify and Amazon Music, and the video reels are posted on the Instagram page, which is underscore Dating Chronicles underscore on Instagram every Thursday at 9 p.m. So follow the Instagram page, like, comment, and share with everyone. So this is the final formal episode of season one. This is the seventh one, and we have, of course, have six before this. So um, next week, I'm going to do just a quick recap, which will be kind of like a bonus or trailer, which will be considered eight um, of all the topics that we've discussed so far in season one. And I'll shout out all the guests that have appeared on this season um, I also give you a preview of what's to come for season two. Um, I am going to take a little break after next week just to kind of get everything for season two together. I'm thinking of switching um, my uh, platform just because I've been having some audio and video issues with the platform that I'm using and I want to give you guys the best content. So I'm not sure how long I want to take off yet, but I will let you know next week when I do the um, bonus episode. And so... Um, this evening's guest is one of my closest friends. We met um, in 2008 when we worked together at the same company. And unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, this individual has said that she's given up on dating. Um, Yeah, that's a bummer. So I'm sure y'all are all dying to know what would make someone make such a drastic decision. And so I am going to let her in the studio so that she can tell her own story. And we'll ask all the questions that you guys are dying to find out. So one second. Hey girl. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Thank you for joining this evening. Um, so I was telling the podcast audience that um you have decided to give up on dating. And I am sure that inquiring minds want to know <laughs> why. Hey. Would anybody make such a drastic decision in their life? And what has happened? Who hurt you? I mean, what what is going on? What is the problem? So let's get into a couple of housekeeping questions first and foremost so that we can build up to this great reveal of why you have made such a drastic decision to just, you know, give up on the life. Yes. Let's uh What was your drink? Let's toast the episode. You have a cocktail. Have a cocktail. Yeah, I'm a thought. Get me lit. Yeah, I only have a shot. Right. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Okay. So, um, inquiring minds want to know, and which is what I start with everyone. So I'm not singing you out. Can mm -hmm. you share your age with our podcast audience, please? I am 53. 53 and fabulous. Okay. Um. So when was your last relationship outside of the dating world like actually in a relationship with a person how long ago was the relationship that, that i was in that he wasn't in <laughs> um we <laughs> we broke it off like, period we broke it off like two well i broke it off like it's almost about two years ago okay i broke that off okay. and we were together for on and off about four four years two years mm -hmm. ago. And so I, I've, I've been around for that whole thing. And so I know exactly what you're talking about. And I know about the, you know, you being in it and they not being in it. I've been there too. So mm -hmm. yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying. 
Yep. Um, so outside of that relationship, when is the last time you've been on an actual date? Uh, <laughs> I couldn't even tell you because before him, um, I was single before him for, I don't know, for a time. I can't even remember the last actual date I went on, but it's just so weird. Cause coincidentally, I went out with this guy last week Okay. and I don't want him to see this. <laughs> So um, we went out. He asked me to go out. He's a mutual friend being in the bartending scene and everything like that. And he was like, well, you know, let me take you out. And I was like, okay, cool. Like, I know you. So let's do this. Right. He's like, I have something for you. And I'm like, okay. Like, I wasn't expecting that because this is not a date in my head. Right. He brought four cards. Like four Hallmark cards, four none of cards. which had any money in them. Oh, wait, what? So, you know, you get cards from your like family and stuff for birthdays. You shake them for the money. Sure there was no, there was no money in them, but they were like these deep heartfelt cards. And he asked me, he was like, well, how'd you feel about the cards? And I'm like, it was a cute idea, but very intense. Like it was way too intense for me. Mm-hmm. given the level of this friendship that we have, that's not something that I expected. One card, maybe four. Yeah, that mm-hmm. seems a little bit what we call overkill. overkill. So did he give you any indication of like what his intentions were? Like, is he trying to win your heart or something? Like, I, I'm confused. I have no idea. There was no conversation about it. Um, when we went out, we went to go see another mutual friend of ours at the bar she was bartending but then he was like so what do you like to do sir this bar is crowded is loud there's music if you wanted to have that type of date then you should have invited me to maybe dinner so we can have a conversation across the table this is not a conversation i'm gonna have with you sitting on my hip at the bar you know i can't tell you what i like to do here and I don't want you to know what I like to do because we're not going to do any of those things. Right, we're not doing, we're not doing any of that. So you're getting ahead of yourself, sir. Sorry, oh, sir. Talk about um, the part before the horse. Yes. Sorry, sir. That yeah, not that type of party. Um. Okay. So not an official date, but y'all went out four cards, Hallmark. That yeah, a bit much. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit of overkill. Okay. So that was not a good situation. Um. No. Can you think of a date where you can share with our audience like something that was just like so memorable because it was so bad? Tell me a terrible, terrible dating experience that you had. Okay, so now I'm 53. This happened when I was about 18 or 19. Okay. And you know it had to be terrible because I remember it. It was right, exactly. And you know of all people. My memory is terrible. Terrible. And I tell you the same story is over and over and over again. Yes, she does. So I met this guy. I was working at the supermarket. It used to be a supermarket in Germantown and Lehigh. He works for Pico. Back in the 80s, if you worked for Pico, they go his company, you was winning. So um, he was really cute. We went to um, dinner. 
we went to Rotten Ralph's down on um, second and I think it's second and south or something. Okay. Had dinner, decent conversation. We rode on his motorcycle, which was like super cool. Then we rode down to Delaware Avenue, which back in the 80s, 90s, that was the thing to do. People walked on Penn's Landing, you talk, watch the water, romantic. But he pulls up to the Hilton. Oh. I'm sorry, what? He pulls up to the Hilton. We go in. So he tells me a friend of his or whatever is having a party there. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, okay. He goes, checks in, does whatever, goes up to a room, no party, no people, no nothing, just us. Mm -hmm. I said, this is not happening for you, sir. Oh, my. And see, you know, my mother has always been of the mind, keep money in your pocket. Right. In case you need to catch a cab. Right, right. But fortunately for me, when I told him this is not happening for you, he did take me home. Okay. Whoa. How presumptuous. Very I mean... presumptuous because there was no conversation, no nothing to say that if you do this, right. I'm down. Right. There was no conversation. So I, the only thing that leads me to believe that this was okay with him is that it's worked in the past. Of course. Oh, of course. So he, he's in the past had taken people to dinner, taken them to a hotel. They did their business and right. they went their separate ways. And needless to say, I never heard from him again, but. That's the whole MO. It was oh, definitely no love loss either. Sure. I'm positive. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> okay. So for those who don't know, you are a part-time bartender. And so we talked last week about um, meeting people in person and the two top spots that keep coming up for people who meet in person is the bar and the gym. Mm -hmm. So being in the bar industry, working in the bar industry, like how often do you see the hookups? How often do you see boy come in, girl come in, the googly eyes, and then they leave together? Yeah, the googly eyes happen after a few shots. (laughs) (laughs) I, I see it. I see it quite often, you know. Um, as a matter of fact, I worked last night, and this guy was buying his girl shot after shot after shot, drink after drink after drink. And I don't know if they left together or not. Um, but you know, she definitely after, of course, after a few drinks, leaning on him, right. he eating into it, you know, whatever. And before I knew it, bar was cleared because at I'm not trying to keep track of your love life. And he is a he is a regular. So I see him all the time. I've never seen her before. So I'm thinking he probably came along and then picked her out of the crowd and was like, hey, you want a drink? You want a shot? Right. You know, and that's how that happened. But it happens quite a bit. Okay. And I think, I think, um, you know, people meeting that way, I, I guess it's a norm for people. Right. Cause I met my I actually met my ex like that. He was a bartender before I was a bartender. Right. And I met him while he was at work. Mm-hmm. And that's how we hooked up. And so how often do the men that are, you know, the regulars or the frequent flyers or whatever try to hit on you? All the time. Yeah. <laughs> All the time. 
But, you know, what they get to see you and after a while it's like, you know, they know it's a no-go. But then you get a couple people that just don't care that it's a no-go. They still make their comments. They still um, make their lewd remarks to come, you know, the things, trying to reach out and touch you. And one of my biggest things, and you know this about me because you and I are friends, I don't like to be touched. And they like to reach over and touch your hand and they never think it's a big deal. I'm like, but I asked you not to do it. Right. You know, read the room. But yeah. So, so tell me, is there one particular experience that you have had um, that you can think of that has turned you off from the dating world? Are you really, really at the point where you never want to do it again? Are you just on a break? Are you, um, you know, thinking about a different strategy? Or have you really just, like, said, forget it. I've done it all. Over it. I'm, I'm through. Okay. So me, my nature, I think I'm a very optimistic, overly optimistic person. I give people way more opportunities and chances in my life than they should have. And I think I've gotten to the point at 53, I don't care. Right. I, I don't care if I meet anyone. I feel like my soulmates are my, my friends, mm. you know, cause I can do anything with you guys, yeah. go anywhere with you guys, share experiences with you guys. The only thing that I can get from a man that I can't get from you guys right. is sex. And I feel like a couple of you guys would give that to me too. I'm about to say, uh, okay, you know, <laughs> just put that part out a little bit. You know, we might, we might can talk uh, offline. Offline, we can talk offline. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm back. But no, like, I, I honestly feel like not everybody is destined to be in like these grand, wonderful, relationships with someone of the opposite same sex whatever your preference is and i i've known that for a long time about myself i don't have to be with a significant other to be happy i don't feel like i need to be with somebody because society says that you should be with somebody i can do everything on my own or with you, or with my girlfriends here, my girlfriend Virginia, mm -hmm. you know, it's all the same to me. Right. Yeah. And the last ex that I had kind of killed it for everybody. Yeah, I, I feel what you're saying. Like when you go through the motions and it's like you put in all the effort and the return is zero, mm -hmm. it, takes, it drains you. Yep. Absolutely drained you. And I watch and I watch so many people in relationships and their relationships are happy. Mm -hmm. And your man just tried to hit on me. Right. Your husband just tried to hit on me. Mm -hmm. Your girlfriend just tried to hit on me. Yeah. Like, how happy are you? Like you're happy, but they're not happy. And it's but the thing is it's not that they're not happy. And my feelings on monogamy. Is, is a very unrealistic thing. 
That is so interesting that you said that. So I have um, an ex, and you know him well, um, <laughs> that sent me a reel on Instagram the other day that said that exact same sentiment. It was two little girls on the hood of a car playing. One little girl was playing with a doll. It was from a movie, so huh, you might know it. Train wreck. <laughs> what was it? Train wreck. Train wreck. Is that what the movie? I don't know. I mean, you're probably right. Wow. They hood of the car. The guy, the dad is in the garage, like the door. Well, the no, me is not realistic, right? And he was telling the little girl, like, "What if that's the only doll you could ever have in your life? What if you could never, you know, play with another doll? Like, what if you want the flight attendant doll, or what if you want the <laughs> doll? What if somebody told you that you could never ever play with another doll? And that's why me and mommy are getting a divorce, and monogamy is not really I just watched this movie yesterday. That is one of my favorite movies. And I have a group of girlfriends was like, the main character in that movie is me. Like, except for, I, I, I don't sleep around as much as she did in this movie. But my my thing behind monogamy is, is it's not natural to want one person and be with one person for the rest of your life. I think people choose to be with one person forever because they don't want to hurt that person. And I've never seen the movie, so I don't know the context around everything. You've else, never seen they, any movie. Shut up. I'm getting better. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the clip that this particular individual chose to send me. First mm-hmm. of all, why? why? Why are you trying to convince me? Girl, that you, not- you know why he said it. Well, you know why and I know why, but why? Why are you sending this to me trying to convince me that monogamy is, what's the word, is unrealistic? Mm-hmm. I, my response was, you live in your world and I'll live in mine. Thank you. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's keep this separate because what you believe and what you think, you're not going to put that on me because there are plenty of people who are completely satisfied with being with the one that they're with forever and ever and there's nothing wrong with it. And the, and the thing is that they have to choose that choice every day. And I, and I put it akin to being a drug addict. Mm-hmm. When you decide to come off of drugs and they tell you one day at a time, every day you have to decide, I'm not going to do drugs. Every minute, every second, I'm not going to do drugs. So right. monogamy to me is like that. Mm-hmm. Every day you have to decide, I'm not going to sleep with somebody else because I don't want to hurt the person that I'm with. Right. I don't want them to find out. And there's no scenario in the world that somebody does it so perfectly that their significant other does not know that they're cheating. Now, whether or not the significant, uh, significant other addresses it mm-hmm. is one thing mm-hmm. because I've also been in that situation where I knew my significant, significant other was cheating. I just never said anything. Right. And I didn't say anything because not to say that I didn't care, but I know them as a person. Right. And I know that's something that is just not realistic for them. Exactly. And I'm not going to be like, oh my God, why are you doing this? I know why you're doing it. It's, it, I, it's, I don't have time for wasted tears and foolishness yeah. and asking dumb, redundant questions. Right. You know why? The reason why I broke up with him is because the girl he was cheating with, she wanted him. Mm-hmm. He didn't want her. He's like, no, I'm not leaving her. Mm-hmm. She decided to reach out to me. Right. 
So my thing is, if you can't protect me, which is part of your job as my man. My man, exactly. If you can't protect me from everything outside of our bubble, what do I need you for? If I got to defend myself to your woman who you chose. Right. What do I need you for? Right. Keep the hoes in check. Keep your hoes in check because anybody I would ever deal with or step outside the box with, they would know you exist. Mm -hmm. Don't cross this line. Exactly. Because you're going to definitely lose me and then you run the risk of him beating you up. Exactly. Yeah. That's the, I think that's a, the, the different dynamic between men who are, you know, on the outside and women who are on the outside. Women always think that they're better than the other woman. Mm-hmm. So the reason why you're cheating on your girlfriend is because I'm better than her. And so you're going to leave her to be with me when that's not the reason why he's cheating. Because everything you complained about, I'm doing. Right. So why would you stay there? Right, exactly. Because he's lying to you. He's complaining about stuff that is not true. So he made it up. Instead of him being honest and saying, I just want to sleep with somebody else. Basically. (laughs) Like all that that it ever is. All that that's all it ever is. And you know, like you're getting the whole thing about um men and dating. And this is another reason why I, I can't get past the conversations and stuff with men and dating because one of the first things they want to ask me is, do I cook? Mm-hmm. I'm not dead. <laughs> so a- apparently either I have cooked right. or I know how to order food really well. Right. And I have two children. Right. So either I've cooked for them or I've ordered food really well for them. Why is that such a, a, a thing for you mm-hmm. if I cook or not? So if I like you're not dead, he's not dead either. So obviously he's been eating all this time. Like, can you meet me? Is that the question that you have for me? You've been eating all this time. So you keep doing. And I tell men all the time, you know, the majority of chefs in the world are men. Right. Not they're not even women. So you're going off this traditional ideology Mm-hmm. Of women should cook, women should clean, wash your clothes, bear your children, blah, 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 blah. Right. That's not realistic in 2023 anymore. I don't see the point of dating, and I definitely don't see the point of marriage. And I love my married friends. Hi, y'all. Hey, girl. Mm-hmm. I love y'all. And if you want to get married, please don't listen to me. This is... <laughs> These are my thoughts, my feelings. And it's not to say that I will never get married because I feel like I should marry somebody that can make the decision if I'm incapacitated, they'll pull the plug. That's all I need you for. I need you for legal decisions. Right. But I feel like the the concept of marriage is completely outdated. Mm -hmm. There's no need for it. There was a need for it when men had women in such a pigeonhole that they couldn't vote, they couldn't work, they couldn't provide for themselves, they couldn't do anything else but wash your clothes, cook your food, take care of the kids, because you didn't give them any rights to do anything else. But since we've earned the right to do everything that you can do, and you can't hold us in that cage anymore, Mm -hmm. why would I marry you? 
make it appealing. Yeah. When I can just date you, get dinner, and have sex. That's all. That's it. That's all. Good enough. <laughs> Again, these are my opinions and not the opinions of time. I was going to say, I'm going to put the disclaimer out. The opinions that are expressed by Lisa in this podcast do not represent the podcast. <laughs> do not represent <laughs> Please don't hold us accountable for anything. I enjoy being single. I have a king size bed. I sleep in it alone when I want to. When I don't want to, somebody sleeps here with me. There you go. But they always go home. Options. Salute. Options. Linda, you are my last guest of season one, and you did not disappoint. Thank you, baby cakes, for being on um, the season two. I appreciate it. I have so much more in store for everyone next week. Like I said, I'm going to recap all of the stuff that we've talked about um, this season, and I'm going to give you a sneak peek of what's to come in season two. And I hope that you guys enjoy. Um, Yeah, she has some very interesting uh, concepts and a lot of people share her ideas and it's not, you know, off base. It's not the whole, a lot of stuff that people carry around right now is very outdated and and doesn't apply to everyone. So do you always and forever. I'll see you soon, baby. Love you. Talk to you. I'll finish this drink.